Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. As Americans are now shelling out even more money, consider some of these numbers. The cost of a new vehicle up more than 12%. The cost of furniture up more than 9%. And the amount you're paying at the grocery store up 7.4% compared to this time a year ago. Inflation is up. It's up. But Americans don't need the reminder. No, they don't. Now, I'd love to tell you that was done by some politically right group. No, that was done by CBS. The unavoidable is upon us, and I don't want to harp on the problem. I want to get into what people are doing. We've been having this conversation for the last couple days, and now I'm just, I'm flat out asking. Do you hedge against inflation? What is the thing that you do? What is the thing you believe you should do? Or do you just go about business as usual Because your business is so affected by this economy, it's not like you have the extra cash to invest. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. I'm asking a question. I'm asking for your thoughts. What's your hedge against this inflation? What's your hedge against the price of everything going up and the value of the dollar being down? Because the price of everything is going up and the value of the dollar is going down. And the price of things going up, well, that was happening because of supply chain issues. Never mind the government spending and the dollars involved. The supply chain issues, the manufacturing issues, lead to there not being enough stuff out there to buy. So policies devised by this White House or policies, if you will, that prevent people from being able to manufacture properly, policies that have kept people from being able to get back to work because there are people being paid to not go to work, and that did happen, and in some places, that's still arguably going on, have us here. I'm going to say two-thirds to three-fourths policy, one-quarter supply chain. And if you say to me, Tony, you're just being unfair, Sure I am. Whatever you say. In the meantime, here we are. Here we are with no end in sight. Something, we, we had a conversation with Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis, and he said something that very much stuck with me. What makes us think things are going to go down in 2022? Because Biden says so? Did you hear this conversation he had with Lester Holt? Did you hear this con... Uh, I'll take a breath. I'm going to share it with you. Wait till you hear it. This is Lester Holt from NBC, and Lester Holt is asking about the economy. We're going to turn to the economy. This morning you woke up to some more negative numbers when it comes to inflation, 7.5%. I think it was back in July you said... Inflation was going to be temporary. I think a lot of Americans are wondering what your definition of temporary is. Well, you're being a wise guy with me a little bit. Uh, I understand that's your job. What? Being a wise guy? First of all, wise guy? What is Biden going to say next? 23 skidoo? What is what is wise guy about asking a question about inflation that CBS News just told you no one needs a reminder of everybody's talking about. What exactly does... Uh, 
it's Biden being just an angry old man. It's what he is. Joe Biden is an angry old man. That is all he has, well, I shouldn't say all he's ever been, but it's certainly all he's been for the past 20 some odd years. But listen to him try and explain what's going on with inflation. The reason for the inflation is the supply chains were cut off, meaning that the products, for example, automobiles, the lack of computer chips to be able to build those automobiles so they could function, they need those computer chips. So when do you, when, when can Americans expect some relief from this soaring inflation? According to Nobel laureates, 14 of them that contacted me and a number of corporate leaders, it's ought to be able to start to taper off as we go through this year. Do you believe him? Do you believe it's going to taper off this year just because some Nobel laureate said so? Joe Biden was going to end COVID. (laughs) Joe Biden was going to cure cancer. (laughs) Joe Biden was going to bring respect back to the White House. And if you bullied anybody, you would be fired. Except, of course, he had a science advisor who was bullying uh, employees left and right. And the plan was to say, hey, stop doing that and let him keep his job. But the public pressure caused him to be fired. Biden has not lived up to a word at all. So what's the plan? See, we can, we can be further and further bothered by what it is that we're seeing and what it is we're experiencing. And there is plenty to be bothered by. Or we can start getting into, hey, how are some people handling this and get some ideas? Now, I think it will be different for people based on, well, the amount of uh, available dollars. Maybe some people don't have the money to go about investing in real estate or investing in gold or investing in things I've never even thought of before. Is the answer blue chips? All my money into IBM, producer Ari? No. (laughs) You knew that was coming. Maybe people don't have the money for that, but certainly want to work to get to a place to get to that. Might as well start learning now. Understand, I'm here right now telling you I don't know which way to do it. I have good people in my ear. I am fortunate enough to have built up access to some really smart folk. I don't have the right answer. That's why I'm asking. I'm curious to see what people are doing. I hear what experts are telling me. What are people doing? To deal with this, how do you get your business through this? How do you get your your savings through this? What happens when the market starts going down? What happens when that uh, 401k stops putting out the gains? How are you going to make that up? We should be asking ourselves, well, what are people doing out there? What are some interesting ideas out there? And then do, do some research. I've got 27 more stories about the insanity of inflation. We'll make your head spin. You will scream your face off. You know what? I don't want to scream my face off. I don't want to scream my face off. What I want to do is figure out how we get through it. But we have to start with an understanding. Here's the understanding. Biden saying that things are going to get better by the end of the year is all talk and all bluster. He absolutely does not know. He can't say that with a straight face. I shared with you yesterday. I've been been talking about uh, oil prices. 
right? We've been go we've been going through this, paying attention to it. Right now, West, West Texas Intermediate Crude is at ninety one thirty eight a barrel, and Brent Crude is at ninety two eighty three, so up a buck and a half and a buck forty two respectively. What have we said? What we have said is a hundred dollars a barrel is the psychological barrier. You start getting a hundred dollar a barrel oil, and you will see people get the shakes. They will say things are in bad shape. It it is psychological. But when we started really looking into this, we were in the 70s and 80s. We were already much higher with, with, with a barrel of oil. But it's always important to have the numbers. We got to be able to track the things and be able to discuss them. But I am a believer in these psychological barriers being extremely important because consumer confidence is everything. And right now, there is none, zero, zip. There is no consumer confidence at all. But I, I, I shared with you this guy who works at the White House. I, I shared this yesterday, right? This, this Jared Bernstein. And he's being asked a question from CNN. And I was like, I was impressed with the CNN question. Let's talk about uh, gas prices. A uh, gallon of uh, regular now up to 346 on average, a new seven-year high, up uh, uh, more, it's uh, up a dollar almost from a year ago. Um, the president ordered release of 50 million uh, barrels from the, uh, the reserve. Uh, that was uh, back in uh, November, I believe it was, hit the market in December. OPEC is not ramping up increases to the, the desires of the U.S. What is the plan to control gas prices. This is something that's hitting people every single day. A three-part plan uh, coming from uh, President Biden, who first of all starts out by being very clear about precisely the stressors you just mentioned. Anyone, and that's most of us who've had to fill up their tank, understands what you're talking about. Number one, we are engaging internationally, both with oil-producing and oil-consuming countries. In terms of oil-producing countries, we want them to live up to their supply commitments, and we're engaged in diplomatic measures to uh, make that happen. So those nations that produce oil should produce more oil, and those nations that consume oil, well, they should release more barrels from their strategic reserves to bring down gas prices. Now, this is the same guy, he's praising Joe Biden, and Joe Biden is the same guy who wants you to know that inflation will be done with by the end of 2022. Or no, 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 not going to be done with, it's going to taper down. We are going to be the people who are prepared. <laughs> That's going to be us. It, I, I am. If, if you say to me, Tony, you are painting quite a dire photo. Um, a, 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 you're creating a, a dire image, a dire photograph, a dire picture, a dire, uh, you know, uh, situation. Well, well, well yeah, I, I know I am. And it's not because um in any way overselling it, it's because it's dire. It's because it's dire, and we have to be asking ourselves, what's our plan? It's imperative, because the administration doesn't have one. OPEC and Russia should pump more oil. In the meantime, Joe Biden shuts down pipelines right here in the U.S., we have energy right here in the U.S. We have an administration that doesn't want to move forward on it. 
but we should get Russia, which is looking to invade Ukraine, to help us. What? By the way, the the what what's being talked about with Ukraine right now? Warnings from the White House: Get out now! Attack is imminent. We will get into it. Congressman Jim Banks from the Indiana 3rd District is scheduled to be with us to break that down. Plus, your thoughts on inflation and the Canadian truckers, who I'm totally down with. I think they're making one mistake. But how people are responding to it, man, that might actually be worse. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. Elementary school kids in Las Vegas where they're doing away with mask mandates. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, that is the proper reaction. That is the proper reaction, people. (laughs) Good for them. Happy, happy for them. The mask conversation continues, and, and I will... Uh, get get into it. I'm actually going to be discussing it on, I think, Sunday. I'm on Fox. Uh, I'm scheduled to be Fox on Sunday uh, uh, early afternoon. So, I don't know, 1 o'clock, something like that. I, I, I think that's that that's when it is. Um, I, I wanted to, I made a, uh, uh, a decision, you know, not to really get into Olympics coverage because I'm, well, I'm disgusted by China and, and, and by communists, and I don't want to um, I, I don't want to give it any more credit than it, than it deserves. But there's a story about how um, CNN was uh, talking about um, China brought up human rights abuses. Uh, and when China, when Tapper mentioned Xi Jinping, the screen got replaced with color bars and a message that said, uh, no signal, please stand by, because that's what happens. The signal comes in, it goes through the, 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 the sensors, and then um, that, that's it, right? It, it's, it's immediately, it's immediately uh, cut off, and it, then it's allowed back on when it's saying all the right and proper things. So it was interesting that there is this skier named Eileen Gu, who's who's American. But for some reason, she's skiing for China. I, I don't quite know how how it all comes together. It's 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 not not important at, at the moment, although it's certainly weird. Um and on her Instagram page, uh She's uh, uh, she she has a user that commented on a post. Why can you use Instagram and millions of Chinese people from mainland cannot? Why you got such special treatment as a Chinese citizen? That's not fair. You, can you speak up for those millions of Chinese who don't have internet freedom? So someone someone sends this message to her, and she responds with, "Anyone can download a VPN. It's literally free on the App Store." So VPN is, of course, a virtual private network, which means that you're able to get around 
the Chinese censors and 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 China's use of of the net. That's what she's saying. She's saying get around that. And for that, there's a question of exactly what's going to happen to her and how things are going to be canceled because things got deleted. Screenshots were censored from the Chinese social media service, which is called Weibo. This is China. How many more ways do they need to prove to you how absolutely awful they are? They're absolutely awful. Okay, I got the answer. Uh, Gu's mother is from China. So, I mean, the fact that she's a star in China... Yeah, well, um, look, she gave up America to be with us. I assume that's a big part of it. That's a big part of it. But I don't think she asked herself what it, what it means. As for me, I don't care if she wins medals or not. The idea of actively supporting China, from being outside of China and actively supporting China, is a position so radical... Uh, so so traitorous to decency that yeah I, I i there's there's not there's nothing else to do but say goodbye bad things can happen to Ilingu, and i don't necessarily want i shouldn't say necessarily no i shouldn't qualify it i don't want bad things to happen to her but the idea that you would go to china live in china and 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 compete for the communists that's uh that's that don't ask me to be your friend i think that's the best way to go about it congressman jim banks is running for re-election in the third district and now there is a lawsuit trying to keep him from running for re-election because of his role in january 6th i don't i i this is what they're trying against madison cawthon right out there in the Carolinas, isn't that what they're trying? What is this lawsuit exactly? How ridiculous is it? Is there any merit anywhere? And while we've got him, what's the future in Ukraine? And is the United States getting involved? That's uh, coming up next. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, rumble.com slash Tony Katz. Be sure to subscribe. It's free. This is Tony Katz today. So what will be the next steps for the United States and Ukraine? What are the next steps for Russia? Are we about to see invasion? And what in the world is this lawsuit? I got to tell you, I have not been paying much attention to what's going on with Madison Cawthorn. 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 I can't even say it right. Tony Katz. See, I can say that right. Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. There's a group of voters filing a legal challenge to disqualify Representative Cawthorn from running from a second term because they argue his involvement in a rally preceding the January, tw- uh, January 6, 2021 riot constitutionally bars him from waging another campaign. And I, I knew the basics of the, of the lawsuit. And then I see a statement 
from Congressman Jim Banks' office, the Indiana 3rd, Representative Banks reacts to frivolous attempt to ban him from office. It seems like the same lawsuit. Congressman Jim Banks joins us right now from the Indiana 3rd. Sir, it's good to have you here. I do want to get into a conversation about Ukraine uh, and and Russia. I know these are things that you pay attention to uh, very carefully from your time, of course, uh, in in, in the military uh, itself and then the committees that you serve on, including um, uh, the House Committee on Armed Services. But let's start uh, with the basics. Um, You... Had a couple of questions about the election. You stated your concern through a legal means, and now they've determined you're not allowed to run for re-election. What is this lawsuit? How are you responding? Well, Tony, good to be with you. I'm pretty sure we're going to see this occur a lot more around the country directed at those of us who voted to object on January 6th. Uh, in this case, Madison Cawthorn first. The challenge was filed against me yesterday. I had to retain and hire an attorney to go appear before the Indiana Election Board next Friday is the hearing where where, where those who have filed a complaint go and make their case that because I voted to object, by the way, I will never apologize for casting casting that vote because I, I believe strongly to this day that the way these states conducted their elections in 2020 was unconstitutional without, by, by changing their election laws without the approval of state legislature. So I'll never I'll never apologize for that. But but never mind that dozens of Democrats who still serve in Congress today also objected uh, on similar grounds or other grounds uh, in the in the in the 2016 election, the uh, tw- 2004 election and 2000. Uh, now they're now they're using that that uh, vote that I cast. But by the way, when I went down to the floor on January 6, I had I had to vote to object or to certify. I mean, that that's my job. I go to the floor. I represent my district. My district spoke loud and clear that they agreed, as I did as well, that the elections were not conducted in a constitutional manner. Now they're trying to take my name off the ballot because of it. So I... I, I... I was going to ask you, is is it something that, that you regret? And clearly uh, the, the answer there is no, uh, that, that you don't. Um, do you see these as nuisance suits or, or sometimes you, you'll see lawsuits that are referred to as slap lawsuits, right? Strategic lawsuit against public uh, participation. You mentioned people like Jamie Raskin, uh, the representative who was absolutely opposed uh, to election results in 2017 and then was an impeachment manager in 2020. 20. Is this a nuisance suit? Is there a response that you will make legally? Well, it's a good comparison. It's not technically a lawsuit. It's a election board challenge to my candidacy. And any voter in Indiana can file that complaint. So that triggers the process of a hearing at the Indiana Election Board, which will occur, as I said, next Friday, where we will have counsel there to make the case. I mean, The, the, the case that they're making is that because I voted not to certify the Electoral College votes uh, for the for the states of Arizona and Pennsylvania that I that I violated the 14th Amendment and therefore should be ineligible for office is exactly the same thing that my friend Madison Cawthorn is facing in North Carolina. And I imagine we're going to see occur more around the country, too. So a nuisance lawsuit. I'm not sure that because it's not technically a lawsuit, I'm not sure we can make that case. But it certainly is a good comparison. Is there anything that could happen at this at this hearing, right? Not not a lawsuit. It, it's a hearing that has you concerned. I mean, look, a challenge is a challenge is a challenge is a challenge. You, you made your challenges. They're making their challenges. Uh, the political wheels keep spinning. 
but are you in any way concerned about this? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not concerned. I mean, it's, it's absurd. It's outrageous. We'll go and make our case. The Indiana Election Board is made up of four individuals, two Republicans and two Democrats. I'll be shocked if it's not a four, uh, four to zero a decision to dismiss it outright. But even if it's a party line vote, again, this is a this is an orchestrated effort by Democrats to get Republicans off the ballot. I remember all the talk about stolen elections and attacks on democracy. I mean, come on, this is what the Democrats are doing by trying to take my name off the ballot. They know they can't beat me in the third district, so they're going to challenge my candidacy by making false claims like they have. Uh, it's absurd. I can't, I, I can't, I, I ne- never in my wildest dreams would I imagine that a, a challenge like this would go through, but we will have counsel there, be prepared and fight, fight back with everything that we've got. I think it's rather telling, right? A challenge uh, to, to, to democracy, and they're going to argue, well, you challenged election results. We're allowed to challenge whether or not you're uh, even capable of, of being elected. I find it interesting that both people went about utilizing these legal means, which would prove that legal means are allowed, which nullifies their arguments. Talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District, that is Northeastern Indiana. Now let's move it over to what we're seeing. You have President Biden today making uh, the warning, uh, telling U.S. citizens to leave Ukraine immediately amid what is referred to as, quote unquote, troubling signs of Russian escalation. But the troubling signs of Russian escalation have been going on for a month now. What are you seeing now that you didn't see a week ago? Are we expecting Russia to roll in to Ukraine, is there a thought of how much they're trying to take, and are the Ukrainian people ready to fight back? Yeah, the, 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 all of the reported public intelligence uh, that is out there, Tony, it's not. It, it shows that it's not a question of if Russia will invade Ukraine; it's a matter of when. Whether that will happen during the Olympics, right after the Olympics, um, that that that's that's the question. At this point, it's clear that Putin. Any of our adversaries on the world stage do not take President Joe Biden seriously. He's the weakest leader in generations that this country has ever had. And they, they smell the opportunity. They know that they can invade Ukraine and not be punished for it because the president of the United States is not willing to stand up and, and fight back against them in any meaningful way. The, the first thing that Joe Biden did when he became president was lift the sanctions on the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. And that, that that moment of weakness projected to Putin that they can get away with a lot here. Do, Donald Trump gave Ukraine lethal uh, weapons. I, I visited Ukraine during the Trump uh, uh, era, the Trump term, and met with, with Ukrainian troops on the ground who we were supplying these weapons with. They were being trained by our troops to fight back if there was an invasion by Russia. I can't answer your question of whether they're ready for it. I can tell you that the Biden administration is evacuating all Americans from Ukraine, and we're, we're, we're continuing to project a posture of weakness and not, not of seriousness. If we were serious, we would reinstate sanctions, hit them where it hurts, and uh, that would deter them. But this administration is not at all, has not done anything at all to deter Russia. Instead, they've done just the opposite. So the whole idea of, of deterrence is being is saying we're going to call a bluff. 
right? They say they're going to invade. We say we'll see about that. Then you engage a, a force or a massive force that is equivalent or, or at least in their view equivalent to see if they indeed say, well, if, if we just had this, we wouldn't do it. But now let's go a step further uh, because I'm not quite sure that deterrence will work uh, in in watching how uh, President Biden hand, handled Afghanistan and just watching what's happening with our military and, and, a, and a level of wokeness. I don't think there's a fear of our military like there used to be, and I think that's a massive problem, but that isn't the question I ask right now. The question now is, why is Putin even doing it? People, take us back to the extent that you can, sir. Why is Vladimir Putin interested in for for lack of better words, seizing the eastern half of an entire country. Yeah, I mean, this is it's a great question, Tony. I mean, this is part of his designs of restoring the Soviet Union and the vast empire of the Soviet Union that he believes that Gorbachev and others in that era were were weak and uh, and diminished the role of of Russia and the Soviet Union. So he wants to restore it. And you're exactly right, by the way, about. The question of deterrence, it, it might be too late to deter. And, and that, that's what's deeply troubling about having such a weak leader on the world stage. He just President Biden just announced that he's sending Vice President Harris to Europe to diminish uh, tensions and, and work this out. I mean, look at how much of a failure she's been at working out the mess and the catastrophe at the southern border. If, if that's his idea of deterrence, then uh, we obviously know that's going to fail. The only way here to succeed is to hit them where it hurts. I do not support going to war over Ukraine's border. At the same time, we have an open border of our own. But if you want to hit Russia where it hurts and back them off, then you sanction sanction them, you sanction the oligarchs that are all around uh, uh, Putin, and, and you, you make it you make it hurt. And that, that's that's the way to do it. Restore the restore the, the sanctions on the Nord Stream 2 pipeline that that hurt that hurts where it counts. That's the only way to back them off. And this administration is not going to do that. Well, that's and that's just it. You, we, we, we it becomes a rather problematic, confusing thing talking to Con- Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District. He serves on the Armed Services Committee. We take 2,000 troops and we mobilize. We move 1,000 troops from within uh, uh, Europe to, to be at the ready. That's 3,000 troops. As far as I know, they're there, right? We do have 3,000 troops that are dedicated to this proposition of Russian invasion of Ukraine, correct? We have, we have troops uh, in Europe who are, are, are there for that purpose. Uh, you have NATO who's completely failed in this scenario. We need to rebuild some kind of a different type of alliance or coalition with allies who actually stand with America and American interests and freedom around the world. I mean, Germany has completely failed uh, at this point. I mean, they've, they've chosen Russian interests over America's interests. This is what, the, this is what the, the comparison here is so stark between tr- the Trump foreign policy, which the world was so much safer uh, in that peace through – Trump echoed – Reagan era peace through strength and deterred our our uh, our adversaries, while Biden uh, projects weakness and appeasement and invites our adversaries to act. Last week, the Democrats just passed this fake uh, uh, China uh, uh, China. They called it the China Competes Bill that had more to do with Green New Deal and equity and left wing uh, 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 agenda items like that. What does that tell Putin when he sees Democrats Biden? 
and Congress pass bills that bend over to China, it tells Putin that we're going to do the same thing to him, and, and he knows it as well as anybody, and that's why he's acting and now. all of this brings us to the place of if the take is we aren't a, a deterrent, that 3,000 troops is not a deterrent, that Germany really has no interest in stopping Ukraine because of the Nord Stream 2 pipeline and their ability to get cheaper energy, which is going to enrich the Russians to the tunes of billions of, of dollars. Does this say to you uh, that uh, the era of uh, American um, uh, American might or, or American dominance is over? Or does this signal to you that, n- never mind winning elections, there needs to be a shift in who our allies are, uh, starting with in Europe. Uh, perhaps our, our allies need to be rethought of as Poland and, and, and others like them and not those who aren't interested in a free and prosperous Poland. Or a free yeah, and prosperous Tony, Europe. Yeah, yeah, Tony, we're seeing the decline of America right before our eyes, not just at home, but around the world. You're, you're exactly right. It's deeply sickening and, and troubling to me. And with Joe Biden at the helm, it's not going to change. It's going to be this way for another three years until he vacates the White House and put a strong leader who projects American greatness around the globe. Remember that America is morally superior to every other country in the world. But at the same time, on these guys' watch, that 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 uh, standing is diminishing as we see our country uh, decline in such a drastic way. So at the same time, we need to rebuild. We need to build alliances that matter. American uh, 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 allies coming uh, allies with America, with our common interests, come together. And that's I I, I believe that has to look something that's a lot, like something that's a lot different than what we have with our current NATO alliances. I'm going to Munich next week for the Munich Security Council. This will be the hot topic uh, while we're there, actually. So I'll, I'll have a lot more to say when I get back as I hear from what a lot of other the other world leaders have to say uh, after I get back from that that important conference. Congressman Jim Banks from the Indiana 3rd District. I appreciate you taking the time. I look forward to speaking to you uh, after you get back from the conference. Safe travels and uh, all the best with the things you have to deal with to make sure you're on the ballot. Jim Banks, banks.house.gov. You can check it out for yourself. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. So earlier this week, what you heard is that the uh, Biden administration is going to be distributing crack pipes. Part of their, you know, doing, you know, limiting harm and they're, they got $30 million and they're going to distribute crack pipes. And then people were so angry. How dare you? It's not distributing crack pipes. That's not happening. That's a total lie. And this congressman's lying and that person's lying and that social media is lying. Settle down, folk. They were, they were uh, sharing, amongst other things, safe smoking kits, right? That's what's getting distributed. Just like a needle exchange program, they're going to have safe smoking kits. But no, pipes supposedly, allegedly weren't in there. And anybody who said otherwise is just lying. The Associated Press, February 9th, 2022. The headline, no money for drug pipes, feds dow social media firestorm. In the article... Homemade pipes for smoking crack and methamphetamine may break easily or also release toxic fumes. Because of that, safer pipes may be one of the components of the kits. 
So for all those people yelling and screaming and how dare you and you're liars, including people I know who listen to this show, calm yourself down and recognize the problem. No one made it up. I just quoted the Associated Press. It's that the Biden administration, which is run by progressives, believes in these kinds of things. Look, needle exchange constantly and continually is something that that people get divided on. And even in my beloved Indiana, it was then-Governor Mike Pence who engaged needle exchange in Scott County to stop an HIV outbreak. There, There is proof that this kind of thing works. Crack pipes, a different story. And the AP says it was possible. So everyone who said it was fine with saying it. They weren't wrong. You were, if you thought they were wrong. Get that?